Hello, everyone, and welcome to Through the Lens, the movie podcast that covers all things movies. I'm Alex Houston, alongside Davis Carroll, and we thank you for joining us for another great episode. And Davis, I believe you just called it the psychos and sickos in movies. Is how you would describe it? I, I said sickos and psychos. Oh, okay. My bad. My bad for getting it a bit mixed up on that one. Yeah. Sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, sickos and psychos, not psychos and sickos. But, you know, I've said, I said it ironically one time. I said spooky season, and now here we are doing our, what, fourth episode on something else? It's Halloween. We have one more week of it. We do. We do have one more week. Yeah, that's right. Next week will be the final episode dealing with all things scary. And And then we're going to have November movies. November just being Thanksgiving movies. Can you name one? Because I can't. (laughs) Um, No, Charlie Brown, Thanksgiving. (laughs) Okay, that's one. Can we do in The Witch's Ghost? I don't have any others. That's all I got, too. Another Charlie Brown? Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to be one heck of a month, isn't it? But, you know, we're going to be dealing with uh, the greatest psychopaths and psychotic killers in cinema later on. Or but just of course, crazy people. That's true. It does, it, do, it does devolve into that a little bit, maybe. Maybe. But, of course, we're going to begin this episode like we begin every episode, dealing with what's been going on in the world of pop culture. Because, you know, not as stacked a week as others, but... Some big things going on. So we got our first look at Uncharted, the uh, movie based off the very prominent, very popular video game series from PlayStation. This one with Tom Holland taking the uh, main role of Nathan Drake. Young Nathan Drake. Young Nathan Drake, that's true. Um, Mark Wahlberg's playing Sully. So you're, you're, Davis is rolling his eyes. He's not a fan of that one. Davis. I just don't like Mark Wahlberg that much. And two, he doesn't look anything like Sully. That's true. And if they're going that's off true. the game story... They're like too close in age. I could, I don't know enough about the story to really gripe on it, but I just he doesn't even have a mustache. That's whole, Sully's whole thing. Sully's whole thing is a mustache. Like that's his thing. So it would be like um, Chris Hemsworth in the Hulk Hogan biopic that we're getting later on. If Hulk, if he pulls up and he doesn't have the handlebar mustache, the yes, mustache, same thing. Yeah, essentially. I mean, like it's not like it's not his personality based around the mustache, but like you see Sully, you think of a mustache. That's fair. Like pretty that's prominent fair. on him. That's fair. So. Again, I have not played the video game series, so I cannot uh, so have it's any. It's probably my favorite video game series. I'd wow. Say. Like, that story, is high like, praise. All the way through, all the games are great. I love them all. The story's great. I love some swashbuckling. Very, very high praise there from Davis Carroll because he plays nothing but video games. It's, uh, hey, it's, yeah, it's hey, a bit yeah. of a chore to get him out of the apartment and come yeah, down here right. to Weagles, so, you know. That's funny. It's funny. It is funny, actually. And, you know, the news gets worse before it gets better here. We've got uh, Jurassic World 3. Will be a movie, apparently. Yeah, and it has the original cast from Jurassic Park three. That's I mean this Park three. You mean just Jurassic Park? Jurassic Park. They have like oh yeah, I guess technically. Because there like, was Jurassic Park three. I mean yeah, but like that would also include like Tia Leone and uh, William H bad. Macy. But yeah, it has all the original. So like, like Sam the, Sam Neill, uh, Laura Dern, um, Jeff, Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. I'm pretty sure that's kind of where it ends. There. Maybe the kids. Maybe Samuel Jackson. He's dead. And does it sound like I care? I don't understand what you're trying to uh, say because he, he he can't come back. He's dead. You never know. Davis, I do know because I I know. I, you I, see I, him die on screen? You see his arm. People can live without arms. You remember the guy from Happy Gilmore? Did you really just... Did you really just do that? Gator. Was his name something like that? No, his name was... Uh, what was his name? <laughs> Played by Carl Weathers. What was his name? <laughs> his name was... 
Chubbs. Ch- that's, Chubbs Peterson. Oh, my gosh. And, th- and then Happy g- kills the gator and gives him his head, and he falls out the window. Yeah, because he got so scared by it. <gasps> oh, my goodness. Uh, I mean, look, let me tell you something. You know, I went opening weekend to see Jurassic World in theaters. I saw it at the Crescent Theater downtown, one of my favorite theaters um, that I've been to. It was a great experience. I didn't want to see the second one. I haven't seen. I haven't, even seen, I haven't seen it. I've seen Jurassic Park one and Jurassic World, and one. I've heard enough about it to where I don't want to see it now. Why are you making a third one? Gets well, money. That's all that matters. It does. That's why they but, keep making Pirates of the Caribbean movies? Hey, you know. Yeah, I know. I wish they would have let the original trilogy stay as it was, but hey, we can't all have nice things, can we? Um, but yeah, that is going on, and then also, uh, Daniel Kaluuya. Kaluuya. Uh, Kaluuya. Sorry, excuse me. Um. From Get Out, of course, we all remember that great movie. Also from Black Panther. Also from Black Panther, that's true, that's true. Um, is going to be in the new Barney movie. And when I say Barney, is I mean good? Purple Dinosaur Barney. Do not it's think... It's going to be the edgier Barney. I thought Barney already got edgy when like half the people that played Barney got arrested or something like that. Didn't that I happen? I don't know, but I don't know. Like that's All I know is that they're making a Barney movie, and that's supposed to be edgy. That's what Dana Kaluuya said. I know nothing else about it. Don't know anything about the story. Don't so, know what Barney's going to look like. A week after we do an episode on the supposed-to-be-edgy Scooby-Doo movies, they come out with Barney Edgy Edition. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes. Is James Gunn behind it? (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) Seems like a possibility. Seems like a very big possibility for that one. I mean, come on. Oh, and also, another uh, some other news we didn't write down. Michael B. Jordan is producing a Static Shock movie. As in DC character Static Shock, correct? The old cartoon. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he probably won't be playing it since Static Shock's like 14. Indeed, indeed. But I mean, hey, that's... DC continues to put out content consistently on that. And, you know, Davis, that's a perfect segue into our biggest story of the evening going around in the world of pop culture. Jared Leto, who played the Joker in Suicide Squad, very famously panned performance. And Joe Manganiello, who played Deathstroke for all of uh, five seconds in the Justice League Whedon cut, will both be returning for um, additional shots to be made in Snyder Cut of the Justice League. So, Davis, my question to you is this. What do you think is Zack Snyder's main motivation behind the inclusion of these two? I think you should stick with it. You had a theory. I, I, don't, really, I don't really get it. I don't have, really have an opinion on it. I My theory is that Zack has this one shot because the Snyder Cut movement was big enough to give him this movie. And I think, you know, he could very much phone it in and put out, um, you know... His version of it, you know, without many additions, and I think people would love it. And I think, you know, it'd be he'd go out on a high note, right? But I think if he really knocks this out of the park and makes it, you know, I I don't know what he can make it into because I really don't see it reaching Dark Knight level of great because I don't think it will. But you know, if he can make a great movie, a movie that is universally or nearly universally praised, that's his shot back in because. MCU is making the multiverse as a reaction to DC. DC has been putting in things in the multiverse. If Zack can establish his own universe in it, then you allow for continuation of it. You know, it's the same. I think it's for a lot of these guys. It's their last chance. Jared Leto, it's his last chance to make it with these movies. You know, it's because Margot Robbie's made it successful by herself with Harley Quinn. So you know, there's still that tie-in. He can he can use that character to get back in at times. But I think it very much is. A case of this is his last chance, and I think he's trying to, you know, get as because remember, you know, the original script for Batman with Ben Affleck was Batman versus Deathstroke. 
which Joe Manganiello plays Deathstroke. Or Isn't was. Joe Manganiello? Jo- is it Manganiello or Manganiello? I thought it was Manganiello. Isn't he from Spider Man? He played Flash. He did. In he played, played Flash in the in the first ever Spider Man. That's correct. That's the one that what they wanted. Did I tell you the story where the directors tried to get him to punch Tobey Maguire on purpose in their fight scene, but he wouldn't do it because <laughs> they hated Tobey Maguire so much they were gonna. They were like, "We will give you three hundred bucks to punch him." Sam Raimi really didn't like Tobey Maguire. Not like not Sam Raimi, but like some of the producers oh, and stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. That's fair. That's fair. Um, well, dang, I did not know that actually. And he wouldn't do it. I mean, Tobey Maguire. I mean, hey, he's coming back, so bring Joe Manganiello back as done? Flash. Well, I mean, the rumor says it. Hopefully. We talked about it last I'd week. You know, I think it'd be great, but. Again, I mean, that's the biggest news is the Snyder Cut. I mean, it really is building up to be this monumental event when it released on HBO Max in 2021. I think I think if the timing is right, that movie has a chance to be the most talked about comic book thing since Endgame, really. Because since Endgame, Marvel's been falling a little flat, to be honest. They haven't really released anything. They, that's true. That's true. That's part of it. And, you know... They're they big. they keep pushing back all the that's true. Falcon and Winter that's Soldier. That's true, and, and it's understandable after what we saw happen with Tenet in theaters. It did not it did not succeed as it probably would have in a full theater uh, landscape. So it makes sense. But yeah, Snyder Cut building up to something. I mean, are you gonna watch it when it releases? Probably. I mean, after I saw the Justice League and how bad it was, I feel like I have to watch it just to you know, just have to be like, dang, this is all pointless, or just be like, okay, wow, maybe there's something here. But anyway, that's enough about the pop culture world. That's not what you all came here to listen to. We all know. Are we sure? Maybe they can. I don't know. Maybe, maybe maybe they are. Maybe maybe pop culture uh, segment is everybody's favorite segment. I don't know. It could be. It could be. But as we talked about this week, um, and we wanted to do the top psychos in movies because we saw that post on Instagram a few days ago, I think it was. And truly, there are so many incredible psychopaths in cinema that it really is an incredible list, and again, fitting with the spooky season, because some of these guys are genuinely unsettling and scary individuals, I would say, and you know what, Davis, let's just get right into it. Who's our, who's our, the first guy we had on our list? Uh, Norman Bates. Norman Bates, of course, uh, for those who may not know, which I say that because this movie has kind of, you know... It's, I think it's fallen under the radar for some people. I think there's a chance you're going to meet some people that have not seen this movie. Of course, Norman Bates from Alfred Hitchcock's all-time classic movie, Psycho. And, yes, it's just called Psycho because it was really the first of its kind to really Based take... off a book. It was, really? Yes. I did not know that, yeah, That Alfred Hitchcock bought the rights for for 9000 bucks, and then started buying up as many books as he could so nobody could read the ending of it. So the movie could be a surprise. Now, that is good. Alfred Hitchcock famously... A bit over the top, and that about sums it up. And I mean, this guy. I mean, look, ladies and gentlemen, this is this is the original. This is the blueprint that so many people have taken and gone to the next level. I mean, this is a great, great movie. And Norman Bates is spectacular, and he is played by Anthony Perkins. A- that's right, Anthony Perkins. And you said all three movies, Davis. Are there two sequels? Yep. Really? Not by Alfred Hitchcock, though. Of course. Ah, so that makes it a little number two is actually supposed to be decent. I see. But there's actually four. There's four of them. There's four in total. There's Psycho Four, the beginning that uh, Anthony Perkins reprises his role in all of them. And, and who can was, who can forget uh, Psycho 1998 edition with Vince Vaughn playing Norman Bates? That's uh, just a shot for shot remake, though. Yeah, but that one's also just weird. I did not know there were a bunch of um, sequels to it. It's something like he gets he gets out of jail. It, they're supposed to be okay. I'm probably never going to watch him, though. Rest in peace, Anthony Perkins, though. He died in 1992, so he couldn't keep 
I mean, he definitely would have made a would have made a cameo in the 1998 remake. And Anthony Perkins, I mean, can't say enough about this guy in this movie. I mean, he's just great from top to bottom. His facial expressions. I mean, he plays this role perfectly. And he also does not. He doesn't have a lot of dialogue in this movie, does he? He really does a lot of it with his facial expressions and how he and his mannerisms, how he moves. And I think that's what makes it good. But Davis, there's two ways to evaluate. Um, I think. A, a psycho on which if we enjoy it more or not so first off there's the writing and how would you say he's written in terms of as a psychotic character you know like how the character's created versus the actor's performance of that well you don't really even know he's the killer that's true near the end of the movie that's where it's true revealed that his mom spoiler his mom is dead and he's actually cosplaying as his mom and like he like has fights with themselves and he's like it's like a whole like psychosis that he's in. Yep. It's really interesting. But it's like he's written as like you don't know. There's something off about him, but you don't really know what. But he has like a boyish charm to him. He seems really nice, but there's something just he's just a little too devoted to his mom. It's kind of the whole thing of him. But then you realize his mom is in fact, well, she's a skeleton. And again, um, by the way, just a heads up, we're going to be going into spoilers in all these movies. The most, I believe the... Most recent movie we have on this list is The Joker from released last year. And again, if you haven't seen that movie yet, um, you sh- you either would I guess you wouldn't care about a spoiler if you haven't seen it yet at this point. Like so you've seen Taxi spo- Driver, you've seen The Joker. I said it. Okay, okay. Well, you know what? Why don't we get into that right now, Davis? Uh, you know, no I more ju- Norman Bates. What? No more Norman. Bates? I mean, I think you know it. it just it's just. There's not much we can say. It's an all-time classic. Give, give him a rating. You want to do the psycho rating. Right, so uh, we get a psycho rating, rating him on 1 to 10 on how crazy this uh, this psycho is in and the we're movie. Not, yeah, we're not going to try to diagnose him. Yeah, I took a psychology class, but like, yeah, no, I mean, I'm not that good. The, 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 the guys we are going to cover in this in this uh, breakdown is all, all across the board in potential things that could be a cause. So... I mean, we could spend three hours in here, and we'd probably be wrong the entire time anyway. We try. So get a psychiatrist on. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. But I, I gave him, a, I gave him a look. Or you wrote it down, eight point five, and I agree. You know, he's not. He yeah, like so you know, it, he the seems mom to have thing, some empathy. Yeah, there. exactly. And the mom thing, but he's like, there's next level. You know, like, because let's just say this: when we get to our the rest of the names on our list, you'll understand why certain ones are why an eight point five is low because certain guys are just clearly a ten and. And Norman Bates is not that because of where those guys are. He's crazy because of his mom. If you watch the movie, that's true. That's true. That is true. And it again. I mean, it's an all. It's an all time classic. You I mean, you gotta it. see that's it. All, all you you know. gotta see it. It even if even though you know the ending, if you're listening to this right now, it's just it's so so good. I love that movie. Oh, and just a heads up: there's gonna be quite a few impressions during the show. I'd Will say. it? Oh yeah. <laughs> Counselor. <laughs> Yeah, there will. There, there might be a couple. There might be a couple. I mean, you know, you just change the subtitle of this may, as many impressions as possible. I mean, honestly, it's basically what what it, what it will turn into. But Davis, you mentioned if you've seen Taxi Driver, you've seen The Joker. So why don't we get into it right now? First, let's talk about Taxi Driver, ladies and gentlemen. I just saw Taxi Driver all of ten minutes before this movie en- or no, before this show began actually, and it's the first time I've ever seen it. But Davis, you're the one that's seen it more than I have. So why don't you take this one? Uh, well, the whole thing is that it's a good movie, of course. Of course. And it's uh, Travis Bickle's the main character. He's a crazy character, played by Robert De Niro. Plays it great. It's one of his first really big movies, I'd say, with Martin Scorsese. I, I agree, it would be. But my, I say, I mean, Joker just ripped it off. 
it didn't rip it off. But I don't think Joker's that good. I'm just gonna say it. Wow. Like it's good, but like it is not best crazy person movie ever made, whatever you want to call those type this like sub genre of movies. It's I mean it's like it's good. It has a really good character, it's a good character study, but it doesn't really bring anything that amazing to the table that has not already been brought up by Martin Scorsese with his crazy films. Taxi Driver, King of Comedy, you could say Raging Bull, Kate Fear, maybe. Not as much. We're going to talk about Kate Fear in a little bit here as well. We, we will. We will. We're getting into a lot of movies. What do you think, Alex? Because I just don't think Joker is that okay, original. So, um, again, I'd never Hockey seen Phoenix Taxi Phoenix does Driver. a great job. I, okay, so we're, we're talking about really the cycles in the movies as well as the movies themselves. And Taxi Driver and Joker do share some similarities. It's very much, you know, oh, the garbage of society and, you know, a politician running... You know, to fix all that and the conflict between that and it and a detached character who believes he has a relationship but he doesn't have one. And it's there's a lot of similarities there, and it is very much like taxi driver, I'll admit. However, I will say this. No, I can't say that because I was I, I, I'm trying to pick which performance I enjoyed better between from the two of them. Because De Niro is the best act, one of the better actors of the 20th century. Top Wa- five all time. And Joaquin Ooh. Phoenix is one of the better actors of the 21st century without question. He is, he delivers top line performances in everything he's done since Gladiator, which was, you know, hey guys, this is Joaquin Phoenix, the best I would is. choose De Niro because I think he's more charming than Taxi Driver. He has like a, he has a little bit of a charm to him, like a weird charm. That's true. Okay. Arthur I, I, Flecken is just kind of like. It's just I'll say this actually. I'll say this. I'll say this. Um, I'll actually give the edge to Joaquin for this all. So again, we're talking about psychos in this in this episode, right? We're talking about the craziest uh, characters in cinema, and in terms of De Niro, and in terms of and it may it may just be you know the way it was written, but I don't get a sense that he's truly falling apart from him. I get a sense from his monologues and you know the. The internal monologue is basically saying he feels this, he feels that. I don't get that much from the screen itself. And when I watch The Joker, when I when we talk about, you know, we, we, we wrote down very notable moments from these movies, from these characters and stuff that went down. And, I mean, you talk about The Joker. I mean, we're looking at that random and psychotic killing of his uh, one of his clown friends and lets the other escape. That scene, the scene where he's just dancing in the mirror. Um, I mean, those are two scenes where I really get a sense of that from Joaquin Phoenix's performance, where it's just, I mean, come on. And that's why maybe, because Tax Driver, it is very much, and it's very, it's kind of Scorsese style sometimes, it's very much, you know, monologue. We're just going to hit you with this that's going to tell you what's happening. It's not a lot of inferral sometimes. And sometimes he doesn't do enough inferral, that's my opinion. But in this case, I think it very much was leaning towards Joaquin Phoenix. Okay, I can agree with that. Joaquin Phoenix is a better psycho. I think Taxi Driver is the better movie overall, though. Significantly, if you ask me. Significantly. That's, I just don't like Joker that much. That's Honestly, I'm going to have to rewatch both beforehand. I mean, like, Joker's good. It's just like, I don't know. Of course, I'm telling you, Joker really, it really depends on if you believe the theory. But we won't get into all that right now, because, again, we're breaking down the psychopaths from these classic movies. But... The question is, so we got Travis from Taxi Driver, Davis, which where where's his name on? He's at the bottom. At the bottom, looks all the way at the bottom. So I mean, 
some of his notable moments. I mean, you got the "You Talking to Me," which is talking to me, which has basically been inserted into the history at? of cinema. That like, bam, I mean, too fast, <laughs> too faster than you. Mm-hmm. That's what it said. I had Spanish subtitles on that video for some reason. Why? I they just showed up. They just they just they knew you wanted that for the show. They're like, he's gonna yeah, want to be able to quote that. And I mean, well, I mean, like, I feel like that scene was always misrepresented when it was shown because it's it's shown as him like looking in the mirror and going crazy because he sees something there, but he's actually just like playing out a thing in his head. Yeah, that that's one he's thing just, where I he thought. He pulls out a gun. He's like, "You talking to me?" Because he was practicing. Are you yeah, talking to me? He's going to pull out the gun and I, shoot him. Th- that seems like, yeah, I agree. It very much was like, okay, he's just like looking in the mirror, but I guess maybe we're supposed to believe It's kind like, of, I think it's a little bit of both, maybe. It may be, maybe a little bit of both. Um, Davis, you gave it an eight. That is lower than Norman Bates. I, I, I would agree with this because I think. He has some good in him. He, he's and, he's trying to help people. That's true. And in I, some weird twist And way. I think, okay, let, like, this guy is very much like the Joker, motivated based upon. Um, the reality of the planet that he, or of the reality of the country and of the city that he's in, and he obviously takes it to the extreme and does not handle it in the way that should have been handled, obviously. And but he's very much just driven by a somewhat positive motivation. He's lauded as a hero at the end, regardless. He so. he is. That's true. Is is that maybe part of the message? Or that is that is that um, Scorsese presenting a movie where we're supposed to make the judgment ourselves, and he says this is what the characters in my world made. This is the judgment they made, right? You could, you could say that the town that he's in, this dirty downtown, that even the heroes are villains themselves in some way, if you want to really infer into it. Or that you could say a lot of people we see as heroes aren't, maybe? But I'm not going to get into that here because this is about psychos, not political commentary on through the movie Taxi Driver. That's going to be my, uh, my dissertation one day, probably. I'm just kidding. He's not Davis out here with. We're just, gonna write no. Actually, I'm gonna write the dissertation on the uh, Scooby Doo movie. Yeah, exactly. Right. The 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 commentary on. Something. She was like, "What?" I was like, "Later on." Like, stop. 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 Stop it. We 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 have to leave that in the past now, no, Davis. That is gonna be used. That's ridiculous. This, That's absurd. Yeah. I mean, I. I yeah, I got to go with the eight. And again, Robert De Niro. I mean, come on. He's it's it's a magnificent performance. Again, if you haven't seen this movie, go ahead and watch it. Because it really is something to just, just something it's to see. It's it's on the bucket list. It's on Netflix, by the way. So you know it's very easy access. As Jody, for people. young Jodie Foster. That's true. Fourteen-year-old Jodie Foster in this movie, which, I mean, she is again a great actress, and she's even great in that movie at the age of fourteen, which is kind of, kind of alarming to like realize that she was that good that early in her career. And bless me, excuse me. My goodness, Davis. Whew. So we could either go two, one two ways from here. We could either shift on the Jodie Foster or the Robert De Niro thing because they also show up on oh, the two different movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we, we, did, we did talk about the Joker. You gave Joker 7.5. I'd give it an 8 as well, actually. Oh, I'd be okay they, with that. They're the same in that one. I think – why don't you go with your De Niro and your uh, Cape Fear while, while we're at it? Considering Davis has seen this movie, and I have not seen this movie, by the way. Alex so. saw a little bit of it. We were I, watching it before. We, we were in, we were watching them side by side, and I caught glimpses of it. But, Davis, you go ahead and take <laughs> take the reins on this one. This so, is your movie. So, Cape Fear, you know, I was watching the movie, and it just kind of – so the movie's kind of about this convict, this ex-con, played by Robert De Niro named, named Max Caddy, that gets out of jail, and he kind of wants revenge on Nick Nolte's characters, like Sam Bowden, something like that. Yep. Because Sam Bowden, like with with withheld evidence as his defense attorney, 
that would have got him less years on his sentencing, Indeed. even though Max Caddy still Let, deserved to be in let's, jail. Let's make it very clear. Max Caddy, Robert De Niro's character, is absolutely without question guilty. There's no, there's no... He's guilty. It's just that there was like... Can I say it? Like no, what? Okay. I... I don't. I don't think we should maybe get into the entire that, that a character was promiscuous and and yeah and he is accused of assaulting that character and therefore, um, the idea is that that information would have gotten him less of a a a, a, a lessened sentence. Excuse me, um, and that's the idea. And again, he's still guilty. There's no question about that. And but yeah, go ahead. He's crazy. Yeah. In the beginning of the movie, he's kind of like, I liked him. He was charming in, like, a weird way. He was like, funny. He was funny. He had, like, he had that char- he had a charismatic charm to him. That's just Robert De Niro characters, though. That's true. That Yeah, he does do it. And he had some drip. He was he was fitted up in a lot of the scenes. Like, I saw a shirt. I was like, I kind of want that shirt. I just want to throw that out there. Ladies and gentlemen, Davis is about to buy his shirt based off a of movie Cape Fear. It's a good, and it is a good movie. You should check it out. It's on Netflix as well. In the beginning of the movie, he's kind of manipulative. He's, like, kind of tricking Nick Nolte's character into, like, into all these traps he's planned. He's shown he's, like, pretty cunning and smart. But near the end of the movie, he just goes full, he goes full off the off he, the rails. I mean, he goes absolutely bananas. Because I, I saw it, and it's just <laughs> the the maid and the... Yeah, he dresses up as Bowden's maid to kill the private investigator that's like camping out in their home. Which let's be clear, let's be clear this this private investigator mixed uh mixed Jim Bean whiskey and Pepto Bismol. So I'm not really sure if maybe he deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was he drank it like four times in that film. Legit, I legit I don't see anything in this movie and I look at the screen for 5 seconds and that's exactly what I see and I'm just like, nope, looking away. I and I it, mean, what he, if you just want to see this movie for one thing, just watch it to see Robert De Niro in a wig. <laughs> it was crazy. Oh my goodness, it was an, it was unbelievable. I feel like that might be a, oh that might be a Psycho reference. Uh, honestly, it kind of looked like it. I didn't think about that, but yeah, possibly he does all that, and then he 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 has like delusions of grandeur. He thinks like he he starts quoting the Bible a lot. He has like a lot of Bible quotes on, and at one point he goes. I'm larger than God, and God is smaller than me. He does like a southern draw. It's weird. Yeah, De Niro's accent is very off-putting because he like very it. well. He he's oh. he's very rarely done that accent. Uh, about that accent, Scorsese actually thought it was so unsettling, like insanely unsettling. So De Niro would call Scorsese's home and leave him voicemails as Max Cat Max Caddy. That's just De Niro's just Martin, cool on that one. I'm calling you as Max Caddy. I am larger than God, and it's like God okay. is smaller than me. That's, I mean, oh my goodness. I, I give him a nine out of ten on the craziness. Because yeah. he was kind of cunning and stuff. You could have given him like maybe a six or seven, but near the end, like he gets his face burned off. He goes insane. Yeah, and he starts, he starts like, like singing as he gets. So at the, at the end, he's handcuffed to something that sinks because they had gone in a boat. Because Nick Nolte, who is I can't remember his character's name, Sam he and Bowden. his family are like, all right, we got to escape on our boat. Robert De Niro, of course, follows them, and then he hang, hangs onto the bottom of their car yep. by his belt and rides like twenty miles or something. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And then he falls on the boat. There's a hurricane or whatever. The boat wrecks, and Robert De Niro's character, Max Cady, is handcuffed to something as it sinks. And as Davis said, starts singing. He starts well early in the film. He's like, "I'm gonna make you speak in tongues," is what he says to the wife. So I think he's trying to act like he's speaking in tongues. He goes, "It's like stuff like that." I'm like. I was like, is something wrong with my screen right now? What is happening? 
And then he starts singing like, on the shores of Jordan, as he sunk underwater. It was, I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> I thought it like missed a scene or something. <laughs> you might have. You might it have. It was weird. And I think it kind of implied that Nick Nolte was kind of going crazy too. Because he like had blood on his hands and he put him underwater and all the blood was gone. You should watch it. It's really it was, good. It, I mean, I, ladies and gentlemen, I just caught glimpses of it. I mean, my goodness. It, I, I don't even. I might watch it again later. Honestly, I may watch it. It was really, really it good. Was, it, I, it was looking. <laughs> it was one of the better De Niro performances I've seen. Like, because, like, you see him, he's kind of, like, withdrawn. He has this few, like, outburst moments, like, in, like, Goodfellas. You haven't seen Goodfellas, so, uh. And Taxi Driver, he has those, like, he's pretty withdrawn, and then he kind of has those few moments where he kind of freaks out. And this thing, he's, like. He ramps it up to an eleven. Pedal to the metal. Yeah, whole I mean, way. he 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 floors it with just the insanity. I mean, it was it was kind of funny. It felt very much, you know, this actually. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, now make no mistake about it. Cape Fear may be a better movie, but I've got two psychos that are better than this completely. Oh my god, ladies and gentlemen, I've de- I'd like to dedicate this section of the show to my mother for showing me these two incredible movies. First of all, we've got Castor's Troy from the movie Face Off. Ladies and gentlemen, spoiler alert on this movie. John Travolta takes Nicolas Cage's face, and then Nicolas Cage takes John Travolta's face. And I mean, my goodness, it's incredible. There's one scene in particular, Nicolas Cage is like, he sits there and he looks up into this and he says, I want his face off. Off. And then he like reaches his hand and just like grabs nothing. And then it's just, it's just insane. And it's, and Castro Troy is a certified psychopath. He's insane. And it's, it's so crazy. And, um, like there's this one scene where he walks up to, uh, after the face, he's, he's like, it's like looking in the mirror only not. And then it's like, <laughs> but that's John Travolta playing Nicolas Cage. He, he has to speak like Nicolas Cage and Nicolas Cage has to talk like John Travolta. And it's very confusing. And it's also very funny. And then there's one point in the movie where they fly through the air and you think, oh my gosh, they're going to hit the ground and the force is going to have their faces fall off because that's just where the movie heads. And oh my goodness. But Caster Troy is just certifiably off the rails and it's it's so ridiculous. But those pale in comparison to Cyrus the Virus and Garland Green from the iconic film known as Con Air. Two Nicolas Cage movies you've just mentioned here. <laughs> I mean... I mean, he is certifiably crazy in real life, so I guess he kind of is. <laughs> Yes, he is. And I didn't even... You know, Nicolas Cage is actually relatively sane in, uh, in Con Air, actually. You know, he's put the bunny back in the box, but that's... <laughs> put I the mean, bunny back in the box. That's actually very good. That's very good. That's Thank very you. good. That's very good. Um, Let's go. And Cyrus the Virus, um, played by John Malkovich. <laughs> just... John Malkovich gives me crazy vibes. <laughs> if I saw him on the street, I might, like, divert. <laughs> like, if he's walking towards me, I'd be like, uh, that guy might have just gotten out of a mental <laughs> institution. No, we're going we're to go to the other side. I've seen know? him in Bird Box. <laughs> oh, you're right. He is in Bird Box. He's you're the right. One. He's not as crazy as other Don't guys. Don't let them in my house. That's true. But in this, in this one, <laughs> Just, that's how I imagine John. That's how I imagine John Malkovich actually talks. At, at one point in the movie, he picks up the stuffed bunny and points the gun at the bunny. He says, "Make a move," and the bunny gets it. <laughs> and then Garland Green is even crazier because Gar- so Garland Green in this film, for those who do not know, he he is based off of Hannibal Lecter, like very much like. So he comes into the into no the, good segue. Yeah, we can go to that one next, actually. But yeah, he's he's very much based off of Hannibal Lecter because like he comes in like you know with the whole. Like, of course, you remember the iconic scene from Santa Lim when uh, Hannibal meets for negotiations. He's got, like, the whole, like, mouth guard and, like, the, he's, like, 
straight jacket thing and whatnot. It's very it's, so it's very much that same thing and like uh what I want to figure out what his nickname is from the movie because they give him a nickname. Let me see if I can get it. Um, let's see. It was also, by the way, played by Steve Buscemi, who is really, really good. But Steve Buscemi is great in everything, so that works out pretty well. Um, everything? I feel like he is really good in most things, yeah. I'll say it. Is he good in Spy Kids where he says the quote, you think God stays in heaven because he, he too is afraid of what he made? What? That is in the movie Spy Kids. Steve Buscemi says that in Spy says Kids. Says what? He says, do you think God, too, stays in heaven because he is afraid of what he's made? That happens in Spy Kids. Because he's scared, because he lives <laughs> oh, in his yeah, little I house because he makes he, all the monsters. I remember that's right. That that happened in a movie. The Marietta Mangler. I just told you the nickname. It's the Marietta Mangler. You, oh, you did just, how did you just find, I couldn't find it. It's Unbelievable. nickname. Yeah, and uh, he's got this whole scene where he sings. He's got the whole world in his hands with this little girl, and it's just weird. And it's all very... But that is um, enough about two more ridiculous. They obviously are not the best ones we have here. But I mentioned Hannibal Lecter, which brings us to, I mean, a movie that invented the psychopath, honestly. Or not or reinvented with Sansa the Lambs, Hannibal Lecter, and Buffalo Bill, excuse me. Played by... Anthony Hopkins and Ted Levine. Indeed, indeed. I mean, both knocked these out of the park. But I mean, Ted Levine is good. I think Bill. Uh, I think Buffalo Bill is. Uh, I mean, I think he's definitely good. But I think the this goes to Anthony Hopkins and Sansa Lambs. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't seen this movie, you've probably still seen the "I ate his liver" scene. I ate his. Uh, <laughs> what was it? A census taker tried to test me once. So, I'm not going to say the whole thing. Say it. He's like, what is it? I ate his liver. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. <laughs> That's exactly it, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here first. Davis Carroll is actually Anthony Hopkins. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? I'm, I'm the Pope. Oh, yeah. He was not that, wasn't he? Boom. I forgot about that. Nice, nice, nice. He, I he, mean. Or is that, is he, that's a different one than the young Pope with Jew Law, or is that the same Those one? are different. Why are there so many Popes Anthony Hopkins recently? is two Popes. Jude Law is young Pope. So confusing. And Pope Francis is just Pope. What? I know. Oh. <laughs> did you wait? Did you act? Were you actually confused? I was like, is there a new Pope Francis movie coming? Out? No, no. Okay, that guys. I was trying. They got to Ben Kingsley to be Pope Francis. I mean, he plays everybody. He played a crazy person in a movie. What, what movie? I can't remember. But also wow, another movie. A movie that I wanted to talk about we couldn't find was uh. It was the guy from he plays Yondu. Oh, it was Michael Rooker? Yeah, he has a movie. It's where he's a serial killer. It's supposed to be really, really, really gruesome and hmm. good. Never, never heard of it. But yeah, no, I re- wow, I really, I'm surprised to have it actually. But I mean, Sons of the Lambs. I mean, come on now. This is. It's called Henry: The Portrait of a Serial Killer from 1986. Ah, not, well, that's an old movie. Um, Hannibal Lecter. I mean, come on. Let's not forget the part where uh, he wears the cop's face to escape. That's. I mean, that's, that was that. Was, I was like, watch. I was like, oh my gosh, it's him. It's him. It's him. Oh my gosh. I might watch that later. I think I'm going to watch it. I mean, Anthony one. Hopkins is so good in this movie in the limited time he has. I mean, every time he's on screen, I'm just like, wow, this is, this is just, it's just very, very good. I'm, I'm honestly at a loss of words at this point just because of how, how 
incredible he is in this whole movie. And of course, make no mistake about Buffalo Bill's good. There's the whole very odd scene where he's in the mirror dancing, and we're not going to get into the details on that one because it's just weird. And with a put the lotion in the basket. Put the lotion in the basket. It it's, puts its lotion on its skin, or else it gets the hose again. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's a very unsettling movie. It's a great Sadly. movie. Oh, Jodie Foster's in that as well. She is. Jodie Foster returns. Except her accent sucks. It's not that say bad. It. It's kind of bad. I don't think it's that bad. Hannibal Lecter made fun of it. Anthony Hopkins, unscripted, made fun of her accent. Wait, really? Yes. Jodie Foster did not know he was going to oh. make fun of her accent, and she was like, what? I didn't think it was that terrible. It was pretty bad. Apparently, a lot of people disliked this. I don't know. It's supposed to be know. like a West Virginian accent, but it like lapses in and out of a northern-southern mix, so just straight southern to straight north. It's weird. Hmm. I'm going to have to rewatch it then and uh, give it a second look. But I, I rated Anthony Hopkins, or not Anthony Hopkins, excuse me. I rated um, Hannibal Lecter a 10 out of 10 on the crazy scale because, ladies and gentlemen, this man is not, you know... As far as we can tell, there's no sort of past thing that led him to this. He just is a very intelligent individual that likes to kill and eat people. Hannibal the cannibal. That, that, he's extremely intelligent. He's very cunning he and is. very manipulative. He is. I mean, he's 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 probably he's probably the smartest serial killer we have on our list. I would say. Yes. I would say he's the most intelligent serial killer we have on our list. I mean, unless you want to say Jack Torrance or John Doe. No, but those those are those I wouldn't say so much. I wouldn't say so much. We'll get into those a bit later. But I mean, this is just. I, again, I I'm mean, again a loss. It's just this is great. It's a great performance, and it's a great psychotic character, and honestly, a bit of a terrifying one because I think my, okay, hear me out. The more ter- the most terrifying uh, psychopaths and serial killers are the ones that are more realistic. You know, like um, the Joker is a bit far fetched with the I mean, all the clown makeup. It's just it feels like, yeah, like, it and that's seems why like the real people like John Doe's pretty scary like that. Exactly, Hannibal Lecter feels just like and Buffalo Bill was based off an actual serial killer in that Ed case. Gein. Was Ed Gein's his on? Name. I mean, it's. And I mean, you know, Patrick Bateman in American Psycho references Ted Bundy oh. at one point. We which, gotta talk about American Psycho next. Yeah, we we do. I mean, I, I'm I'm I down for that one. I, I think we I think we do. You watched that one. recently. I actually just watched it for the first time today. And ladies and gentlemen, this movie is very, very funny. funny. It's funny. <laughs> I'm gonna read some quotes, ladies and gentlemen, from this movie. If you haven't seen it, my goodness, you guys try to do it in the in his voice. I can't do it. I can't do his voice, and I don't want to try because it'll just be a failure. I'm on anyway. the verge of tears. By the, I can't do it. Anymore. No, I can't. Weird. I can't. He says, he, I'm, on, "I'm on the verge of tears." By the time we arrive at East Space, since I'm positive we won't have a decent table, but we do, and relief washes over me in an awesome wave. <laughs> what? I think the best, the best things are the hip to be square. <laughs> hey, Paul! <laughs> hey, Paul! <laughs> he, he references Huey Lewis in the news. And he's doing a little jig to it, and then, the kills, and then he kills Jared Leto's character, Paul Leto. Allen, with an axe. Oh, Leto, excuse me. Yeah, that that scene is... Why, yes, Paul, it is a raincoat. He's like, you, why, is on, why you got a style section? Do you have a dog? He's like, no, Alan, I don't. It's like, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. No, Alan, I don't. It's, and I'm like, whoa, whoa. And you know, the moonwalk with the axe is improvised. <laughs> he just, so he, he, does, he just does the scene and everyone's like, whoa. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this movie is the funniest and scariest movie ever. Because this man is messed up. Up at least, at least we think it, it, what he does is messed up. But then we don't know if he does it. But that's okay. The funniest scene though, I think, is when they're showing all the business cards. He starts sweating, looking at Paul. <laughs> it's 
so eloquent. <laughs> Wait, no, hold up. I had the quote earlier. Hold up. Oh my goodness, I gotta, I gotta find the quote. Um, one, one second, everybody, because so unprepared. I know I had, I had the tab open earlier, but um, I can't, I can't seem to find it again. So give me one second, and then we'll, uh, we'll get to it. Who's more of a chameleon, Daniel Day Lewis or Christian Bale with Ooh, the accent? I was gonna get into that one second. Okay, so. The quote from the look at that look at that subtle off white coloring the tasteful thickness of it oh my god it even has a watermark <laughs> and then he's just profusely he's, yeah, sweating pouring sweat and they go <laughs> and he drops and they go are you okay he goes no and he's, <laughs> I mean it's so so oddly funny okay so you I, I was gonna bring that up Christian Bale okay he may be the better chameleon than Daniel Day Lewis I think Daniel Day Lewis gets into his characters more. But Christian Bale's ability to do Memento versus Vice or Memento versus American Hustle. No, no, sorry, The Machinist. Sorry, That's a Memento. Ladies and gentlemen, I was, guy, is that Guy Pierce, right? Or Guy, guy? It is Guy Pierce. Okay, sorry, but um, um, The Machinist, where he weighed 120 pounds, to Batman, where he's 197, or Vice, when he puts on like 50 pounds of weight and then loses it all for four versus a Ferrari, like. He must have some a good regime. And, and I mean, and you see an American Psycho, he's shredded. He is shredded. I mean, and this movie is just, oh my gosh, it's so, okay, so absurd. The question is, do you think he actually killed anybody? Okay, so yeah, ladies and gentlemen, spoiler alert once again. At the end of the movie, it's discovered that Paul Allen, the main victim, the very famous scene, is alive and well. And, um, you know, there is the scene where the ATM tells him to put, in, put the cat in, uh, which means he's going to shoot the cat, but he shoots somebody else. So you said that that's an indication that it's fake. My also theory, when, he sh- when he even realizes he's like hallucinating because he shoot he has a pistol and he shoots the tank and it blows up and he looks it was at a the car, gun. not a tank or whatever it was he. What, what are you sure? Yes. You watched it earlier, so you should be whatever yeah. he shoots and it blows up and he looks at his gun. And he's like, what? So the director actually okay. So two things here. So the director actually revealed that she had no intention of making this. She just said she wanted to make it ambiguous, but she's like, it's not in his head. And I honestly wish I had made it better so that people would not make this assumption. And I'm like, oh. Um, Why'd you have the ATM? I'm like, it's a perfect ending to have, be, to have that thought. It's a perfect ending to have and that thought. And then he calls his lawyer, and the lawyer's like, ah, quit playing around. And then the lawyer Patrick. doesn't even know who he is. The lawyer thinks he's somebody else. I mean, it's crazy. Also, we've referenced Tom Cruise a number of occasions with the Iron Man thing, of course. But um, I'd hold myself back from doing Christian it Bale apparently called the director and said that he'd been watching Tom Cruise and Letterman and he just had this very intense friendliness with nothing behind the eyes <laughs> and he was really taken by the synergy. So yeah, Christian Bale based Patrick Bateman, one of our top 10 psychos in the history of cinema off of Tom Cruise. I'm not surprised. I actually <laughs> knew that already. I just, and ever since that day, I've noticed Tom Cruise's just like maniacal, like undertone to his every being. <laughs> Like when he jumped on the couch on Oprah? <laughs> no, when he grabs her hand. And goes, ah! <laughs> Tom Cru- There's something loose with Tom Cruise. What are they feeding him at the Scientology <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh, I'm going to get whacked now. <laughs> not going to hear me from me next week. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's absurd. I mean, I say even if it's all fake, I still put Patrick Bateman in a nine. Because there's no... It's very... It's like... Well, he does kill a few people because he yeah. kills that homeless person. That's true. Pretty sure he kills that girl with the chainsaw. Maybe, the but chainsaw then they're all out the of Paul Allen's apartment later, aren't they? Oh, yeah. None of it makes any sense. I need to watch that again. It's a great movie. It's so funny. And I think, I mean, Christian Bale <laughs> is. It's, it's really funny. It is. It is oddly funny. 
Hip to be square is by far their most accomplished album. It's like okay. Pa, pa, is that a people don't listen to Patrick? People don't yes, listen to is. people don't listen to lyrics, but they should because not just a mess about conformity. Or, hey, Paul. <laughs> and then every time I wish somebody, we could play the every clip time so somebody brings up Dorsey and he's just like, <laughs> like like his his assistant brings up Dorsey and he's just like. They can't see you moving your eyes. Oh, dude. sorry. <laughs> he just like okay, stares at Another thing I just want to mention in this film before we move on. We kind of got off the rails on it about talking to psychonists, but Willem Dafoe's in it. That's and true. Each of the three scenes oh, he yeah. interviews him. He interviews once like he knows that he's the killer, one that he thinks he's the killer, and one that he knows he's the or he doesn't. He know doesn't he's the killer. know. And I also think that that actually occurs not just in each scene, in, like scene to scene. It actually occurs within each scene. Like the first one, there's so. William Defoe starts asking questions, then he asks another one, and there's like a click where you're like, okay, he's asking a much more accusatory manager, or ma- manner, manner. Excuse me, go. like, cause he's like, uh, cause, uh, Chris like, I'm not being cross-examined, are, am I? He's like, do you feel like you are? And it's like, oh, you're on. <laughs> it's like, a, you're on. Am I allowed to ask argumentative questions? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this this is just, oh my goodness, it's, you know, the thing is, I will say something. I didn't go out of the gates on this one. We are not, you know, classifying most comic book villains and serial killers like Jason and Michael Myers as psychos because those are like otherworldly. I think the scariest psychopaths are the ones that feel real. I just want to say I don't count Jason as a serial killer because he's paranormal. It's a monster. That's true. But so is Freddy Krueger. So yeah, thing. I don't count as a serial killer. I'll count Michael Myers as That's one. true. He's just a he, large But he dude. turned paranormal. That's true. He did. Later on in the series. But we now, got but stuck then, in between those rocks. Then, then they reverted it. So now he's no longer paranormal. But that was the Rob Zombie remake, though. That which they've they out of canon. It's just funny how he got stuck in between rocks. I don't remember that. It was like in the fourth one where they have rocks on the ground, and once he steps into him, he just like stuck. He just freezes. He can't move. Huh? I'm not making it up. Being dead serious right now. Okay, well, guess I'm not like watching Halloween. There's 4. like some cult that like controls them. It's weird. I'll which send you is a why video. we like I'll the recanon version of it with just the first two and then though? the sequel. What is the new one that good? I liked it. Okay. It's 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 it. it's serv- okay. It is a serviceable movie. I think they should have just stuck with the first one. Well, yeah, but the second one's also apparently very good too. But anyway, so uh, let's see. We've we could covered- have cho- we could have put Michael Myers on this list. No, but I told you I didn't because those are not. That's not a realistic thing. Okay, that's fair. And I, I think to me, which is why it fits with the quote spooky season, the scariest killers are the ones that you're like. Are they real? Which is well, which half of these are based off real people. I feel that's like. true. And speaking of that, I want to get on to the next one, ladies and gentlemen. Last uh, last week, I actually watched Seven with my uh, my roommate and one of my friends, and my roommate hated it because it was the most unsettling movies he's seen, and he the could point he, he had a dream about it. He couldn't stop thinking about it because of how real it seemed, how it very much was too applied, too realistic. I'm like, that's it. That's why I think John Doe. I'm gonna say this now is my favorite of the psychos we have on our list, and we're gonna rank psycho. them after we go through them all. Ah, uh, we, we we I think we will do that, but I'm gonna say it right now. He's my favorite, ladies and gentlemen. He's so good. Kevin Spacey is great in this movie. Bad dude, great actor. I'll say it, and he's spectacular in this movie. Just he really knocks it out of the park. And let's just get into that right he now. Just I mean, has like I think he maybe channeled something there because he's just unsettling oh, no. as it is. Oh if no! If I ran into Kevin Spacey on the street. Without knowing all the stuff he's actually done, I feel like I'd be unsettled because he just has like a weird, like well, no, it's, creep- he he also no he doesn't always have, but he does play it up a lot in this. But the way he, no, I mean like the way he talks though, his voice is in like real life, like in House of Cards, he even kind of talks like in House. I, I want to watch House of Cards, but I mean he just kind of yeah. has like a weird. I don't know, he's creepy. 
how many, how many episodes do we not know? How many episodes are we gonna go after Kevin Spacey on this show? Until he, oh never mind. I'm gonna say until he, until he hears us and like gets us in trouble. But like, it's Kevin Spacey. Who cares? <laughs> I mean, yeah. So of course, I mean the greatest moments of this: the car ride, his back and forth verbal war with with uh, Detective Mills. John Doe is great. I mean, but of course, detective. 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 Detective! You're looking for me. Oh, bro. It's a good scene. I mean, come on. Are we allowed to play clips on this show or not? Because I want to. No, this just we if I if we can quote it as good as we do, there's no need. Yeah, we're just yeah, we're hitting nailing all these impressions. Of course, of course. We're doing we're doing them great. I mean, and that one's so good. Of course, the final scene. Um, are you listening? I, I'm talking about how much I admire you, detective. And your pretty wife. Oh, he didn't. No. Yeah, he killed his wife. Yeah, spoiler. We already talked about he this episode. He killed Paltrow. Yeah, indeed, indeed. You know, I mean, my mom probably wouldn't be torn up about her that because she doesn't like Gwyneth Paltrow. Your mom doesn't like a lot of things, Yeah, she Davis. doesn't like Ben Affleck because he's a big head. That's all she's given me about why she doesn't like Ben Affleck. <laughs> your mom just doesn't like a lot of things just because, apparently, it seems. Yeah, that's weird. And, I mean, of course, you know... Fincher told Spacey, director David Fincher was like, it would be a movie, it would not be a movie he was remembered for, but a movie that he was proud of. And I mean, I feel like it's a movie he's remembered for too because it is a great performance. I feel like he's remembered more for uh, the usual suspects. And uh, like American Beauty or whatever is that very famous one from the uh, late 90s as well. I haven't seen it either, but apparently it's very, very good. Um, But yeah, usual suspects would be the one. And House of Cards, of course, the thing everybody remembers him from really lately. Oh, no, that's not what they remember for lately, but... Okay, you know what? I said from, not for. He's in Baby Driver. I forgot about that. He is in Baby Driver. He was. I remember that, yeah. And also, there's a great scene when they go into John Doe's personal library of craziness, and all of the um, notebooks were actually written in and filled up with pages of stuff. <laughs> Excuse me. Which is insane. And just, huh? Like, I, I couldn't imagine actually putting stuff in all those notebooks that line the bookshelves. So we got three left. You want, let's uh, say three. we yeah, we have Jack Torrance, the guy uh, from No Country, and the Joker. We do have, okay, so why don't we go with uh, why don't we go with the other Joker? Why don't we? Because this is Heath Ledger's version of the Joker. This one given no name. Arthur Fleck is the Joaquin Phoenix edition. This one has no name, as far as we know. They they even make they go out of their way to have multiple interactions with the cops, saying there's no facial recognition, there's no fingerprints, no anything. So I think the difference between those two is Arthur Fleck is like actually mentally ill, like he has like. Actual mental illnesses, like diagnosed ones, and like the Joker's just like insane for the sake of being insane. Well, he like he hates the establishment of the government because there's a theory that he was a soldier, which I believe there is. There is that is that is a theory based on uh, his combat, of, his hand to hand combat scene very briefly, but in the you want to see a magic trick thing. But again, that's again, there, and he talks about being tortured and all that. That's true, but this movie, I think, it does the perfect job of you don't know anything about this guy. He just wants chaos for chaos. Exactly. He just wants to prove the humanity's garbage because he's like, one of those boats will blow themselves up, and he he's like, and here we go. And then it's, and again, Heath Ledger, I mean, what can we say? What can we say that hasn't already been said? It's, I don't think we really need to stay on this one too long. Yeah, it's, it's a top ten performance ever. It's the best performance I think we have on this list, really. I think it's it's th- it's one of the best ever, and he's one of the best ever. It's a great turn on the character, and it's, it, I think you know it's it's not a, he's probably the most one of the more sane psychos we have on here. But that's what makes him more psychotic, is he just nothing means anything to him except for causing chaos and seeing. I mean, the world there's actual burn. people like that. That's true. In real life. 
And Michael and Alfred says, someone just want to watch the world burn. That's exactly what he wants. He says it. He expresses it. He makes it clear. And that's why this movie is so good and this character is so good. I say but, next we do Anton Chigurh. Of and course. And you've seen No Country. So of course. I've seen No Country for Old Men. And this, you know, this is the Coen brothers. They'll make Raising Arizona, The Big Lebowski, and, and Oh Brother Rock. Now, then they'll be like, all right, y'all, you ready for the the... Oh, let's let's serious movie, movie another history. another fun another fun friend romp. Exactly. And they turn on no country and he has the coin. <laughs> he flips it. How much what's what's the most you've ever lost on a coin toss is a great great line. And I mean, this is Javier Bardem is awesome in this movie. And um a, I've got a couple of his great lines. He says um you don't have to do this. And he said, people always say the same thing, which means he's clearly a serial killer. And we've seen that. And, of course, there's the crazy scene at the end. Uh, spoiler alert, Davis. He gets in a car crash and just, like, keeps on walking away. He's, like, just bleeding. You're like, is he dead? No, he's not. And he just keeps on moving. And then there's the scene where he has the thing that he holds up to somebody's phone. He's like, hey, wait, let me just let me just see. And then he just kills him. And I'm like, what? And, he's of course, crazy. the iconic coin toss scene. He's kind um, of similar to the Joker. He just does it to do it from what I've seen. What? He just does it. He just... Yeah, he just does... Again, it's very much just does no it, reason. does it. Uh, nervous accountant, are you going to shoot me? That depends. Do you see me? What on earth? And lastly, do you have anything else you want to say about Anton? I mean, it's just... It It really... Javier Bardem is so good, and the movie is just... it. Like, this is one of the cycles to me where it's like, you feel... Help, like, this guy's unstoppable. Like... I, I was at the end of the movie, I was like, okay, I hope he's dead after the car crash. And he just keeps on, and I'm like, really? Like, you don't like the guy, which most of these, like, I, like Hannibal Lecter's evil, I was like, this is, I like I, I, was, I was cool with him getting like, away. Like, like, when he said, I'm having, I'm having a friend for dinner, I'm like, oh, yeah. Anthony Hopkins about to go off. But, like, it, it very, this was very much the one person on this list where I can very vividly say I was rooting against them the whole, like, even in Psycho, like, I felt more attachment to Norman Bates than anybody else. In Cape Fear, there was a time where I was kind of rooting for him, but then then he goes on. I was like, never mind. Then, I don't then, like then it takes a turn on the boat. That you're just like, mm, 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 nope, that doesn't. That there doesn't was work. one scene before that where he's in the auditorium with the daughter. I was like, yeah, no, it's again, it's oh, the, I had my mouth agape just then. He's, yeah, yeah, Dave, Davis was looking looking shook. Um, I mean, yeah, that. But this is the one guy where I'd say I truly root against him the whole time. And of course, I mean, obviously, I root against Buffalo Bill, but who didn't, right? I mean, he was talking about putting lotion in the basket, and <laughs> that was just that character was just like I was like kind of laughing, but I was like, okay, this is just weird. And just weird. and it, I mean, it worked like a skin suit. That's what it was. For. Oh yeah, that yeah, that was. Oh my god. Oh my goodness. I mean, really. But yeah, I I would say that uh, Javier Bardem's take on this care on this character. I mean, it's just. It's one one of the better ones I've ever seen, but again, it really is more of an 8.5 out of 10 because he's very cool and calculating, and there's not a lot of inside his psyche that we get like the rest of them, which is why you know we can't give it a higher score because every most of others on these lists, their psyche is explored except for Hannibal Lecter, but you don't really need to because he puts oh, off the, the fact other that, movies where it's explored. Yeah, but even then, you sh- it's like no, he's just, he's just just crazy to be crazy. Like there's no other underlying things like maybe with Arthur Fleck. This is just very much the bare minimum. But anyway, that leaves us with the final one, one of the classics, and the arguably the best movie on the list. Arguably the best movie on the list, I would agree. The Shining of Stan- from Stanley Clu- Kubrick. Kubrick. There you go. Excuse me, and of course Jack Torrance by Jack Nicholson Davis. I mean, talk about it. It's. I mean, I think it's. Uh, do I like? I'd say top 
two Jack Nicholson performance. The other being? One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I would Another agree. one that we could have put on this. Have you seen One Flew? I actually have, yeah. Well, we could have put it. We could talk about that one too, but I don't, because there's debate of whether he's crazy or not. Yeah, there's I don't think he's crazy in that movie. I don't think he is either, but. It's a great movie, and I like that one more personally. But this one, I mean, you know, you know the Here's Johnny. You, you, you probably seen the scene where he goes, <laughs> Wendy, darling, light of, of my life. life. I said, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains. I mean, I mean come that, on. that's a great scene. Everything about it. But the thing is with him, it's a supernatural psychosis, I'd say. It is. Because there's, of course, the iconic twist at the end where he's in a picture from years ago. I think the th- is I don't even really – it's hard to explain. It's like he's a ghost or like he's he's like – he's always reincarnated and always drawn back the hotel. I've read one time. Oh, that, I like that theory a lot. I do. Because but it's been there for so it's weird. It's it's just it's so good we could not put it on the list. Cause you know, it's not like Michael Myers where that's, you know, supernatural serial killer or, you know, Jason or anything. This is just, you know, it's such a higher level than those by itself and almost gets the pass from, you know, being supernatural because of how great it is and how great of a performance it is. It really is something a must see. I mean, the here's Johnny is as you said, I mean, it's it's put in the history books forever. And they said that uh, for the Here's Johnny scene, they used a fake door, but Nicholson was actually a volunteer firefighter, so he ripped through it way too easily. That's good. Yeah, so they put real doors instead. And they use like, there's some stat, that, stat we're not doing sports. There's some like number where they did they did it like 30 times or something because Kubrick was like insane like that. No, yeah. So, I mean, this this uh, movie has a historic story of how it was made with um, Kubrick near, I mean, Shelley Duvall and I think, I think Robert Duvall threatened Stanley Kubrick after the fact because of uh, his treatment of Shelley Duvall on set. But of course, Shelley Duvall gave a great performance, so it kind of worked out. But like, I mean, there's points where like the stories you've heard about like her, him just driving it to exhaustion. It's like, all right, Kubrick, let's just, let's, let's back away on that one. All but, right. I mean, let's rank them. I agree. So are I say we rank them based on how likely we would be to let them date our daughter. That's absurd. <laughs> okay, just la- well, because you could say one's crazier than the other based on their mental illnesses they seem to already have. That's it. It does fluctuate on that. All right, so why don't we just say how about our favorites? How about oh yeah, let's do favorites. Let's do favorites because I mean why not? Why not? Um, I mean I, I feel like that would be. I just, I sorry, I just found it. Robert Duvall describes late director Stanley Kubrick as an actor's enemy. Hey, <laughs> I mean, fair. you can say the same thing for David Fincher nowadays. All right, he yeah. broke Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> in, wait, in what? In, uh, in, in Zodiac. <laughs> but I mean, hey, not not. You they, seen him in Nightcrawler? He lost so much weight. He was. Oh, oh my <laughs> goodness! Oh my goodness! So all right, I'm gonna start. My least favorite on this list is gonna be Buffalo Bill. I mean, it's just he's the one that you're supposed to hate. And there's, it's a great performance, but again, in contrast to. Uh, Anthony Hopkins, you don't really enjoy. I don't really enjoy it, and he's a great, he's a great scary character. But again, he's he plays second fiddle. I'm gonna put Anton at the bottom because I've never seen it. Ah, uh, that's fair. That's fair. All right, in that case, I'd put um. Actually, I saw clips of uh Max Caddy. Now I want to put him above Buffalo Bill. I mean, Max Caddy was he was he was funny too. Counselor, counselor, <laughs> Your Honor, am I allowed to be argumentative? <laughs> so okay, so we got that ones, and then I'll put um. I will put Max Katie or Caddy above, um, above up a little bit, but above nobody else. Cause again, I've I've only seen portion of the movie. Where are you, Davis? Mm, this might be controversial. Oh, 
It's going to put Arthur Fleck right here. Wow. That's bold. That's bold. I mean, like, I like him, but, like, I didn't, I'm not a big fan of the movie. That's fair. That's fair. What's, That's your, fair. what's your next right after? Night, you said Max Caddy? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with. This is this is a tough one for me. Um, man, I mean, again, these are all so good and such good performances from everybody on this list. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Anton as well because it's just it's just again it's I there's one thing where I'm like. I'm like, okay, great scene, Javier, but I don't, I don't enjoy you being on my screen. <laughs> like that's, that's very much how I feel. Like I'm like, like, like every time, I'm like, oh, I'm like, wow, that was awesome. But put, you know, put Tommy Lee Jones back on my screen, please. I don't want to see him. But he's so good. It's like he should be higher, but it's just he plays the role too well. But it's just I can't. Also, I can't say I enjoy for it. mine, my number nine, or we don't have ten. Yeah, we we're about to say whoever I put Arthur Fleck should actually be Buffalo Bill, and then Arthur Fleck's my next one. Yeah, what I meant to say. That's fair. That's fair. Because I think we both agree Buffalo Bills. You're not supposed to enjoy it, and it's a great performance, but you just don't. Yeah. And it's difficult to pass that. So now, I, after I said Anton, that means well, you you said so you said Bill and Arthur Flex. So now so that would be the next one up. Yours would be mine. Would be mine's going to be the other Joker. Really? I mean, I like him, but like wow, these other ones just kind of stand out more to me. Wow, it's I've seen it so many times. The other Joker. It's not as like interesting. Interesting, okay. Because like so, you, you know the Joker from the comics. I know the Joker from the comics. It is obviously a play on that. I it's just, very much not though. I mean, like it, it, it is very much known for its inaccuracy and. No, I get that, but it's like the Joker. Like you yeah, know the Joker. Okay, it's fine. not like a. It's not an original That's character. Fair. That's fair. Well, I'm gonna go a different route on this one. Hear me out. This is tough, man. There's so, there's three that I'm trying to choose from as I as I list because I know I know my my top five. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Norman Bates actually. That was gonna be my next one. So we both agree on that one. Then Norman Bates next one. I mean, again, it's just you know great role by Anthony Perkins, but again, he just doesn't. He lacks the charisma of the rest of our guys, and that's, you I think know, it's kind of his thing though. He's not. No, yeah, that that and that's what makes it great, and that's why it's one of the best performances ever done, especially. In the horror film um, genre, but I think again, very much has to be, you know. I mean, it's it is what it is. It's it's Norman Bateson's great performance, but can't put him over any of the guys I've got next. Now, Davis, my next one was going to be after Norman Bates would probably be Travis Biddle. I was going to do Travis as well. Actually. Bickle, excuse me. Yeah, I was going to do Travis as well. You know, He's I just like. Not- I like him, but he's just not, like, exactly. he's not as interesting. And he, he he very much, you know, it's very much, his monologues are interesting. We don't see a lot of the, that play out on camera, he's in my opinion. He's very soft-spoken as well. It doesn't really have any, like, he, outbursts. He, is. he doesn't He doesn't have the outburst of people, or the rest of the characters on this list, really. And I was going to put Arthur Fleck, um, actually, above him. I know that's controversial, but I know the movies are similar, but I like Joaquin Phoenix's turn of the, yeah. of the and the way that he takes it. And of course, I love the Joker. So that's yeah, what's cool going to be. So, I'm not disagreeing. I think it's a good movie. Just don't like it that much. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and like, look, personally, and again, that that again, I, I would put Taxi Driver. Actually, you don't above, like Will Hunting. I, <laughs> we can do that in another episode. Yeah, I'm just gonna throw that one out there, people. Of course, of course, of course. Way to discredit me like that. Um, like I would put Taxi Driver above Joker, maybe, but I would put Joaquin Phoenix's performance and the character above Travis. So I will put Arthur and Davis. You're up next. Already said Norman Bates. So my next one would be. I'm gonna say mm, between Max Caddy and Patrick Bateman here. 
it might be recency bias from Max Hattie. Cause I mean, it, those, <laughs> it was, the so, lines are so funny. <laughs> I'm going to say crazy-wise, Patrick well, Bateman here. And then well, Max Caddy's going to be one above him. But we're, but, oh, but we're doing our favorites. I know, but I, that's, that's, fair, that's, that's also fair. how I'm just kind of determining. I think Max Caddy was hilarious. And like... He was like he was evil, and you weren't rooting for him, but you also kind of liked him in some way. Because that was De Niro carrying that one a bit. He, All right, it's great. So I'm I'm down to my final. I believe it is five. Let me see one, two, um, three, four, five. So this is this is my top five going in. I'm gonna put Heath Ledger's Joker at the number five spot. I just it's the performance alone, even though it's not as psychotic as the rest of our characters on the list. The performance it just makes it so. I I just love that movie and I love that character. So that's why I gotta put him higher. I know. You know, it doesn't stand out as much because the Joker, but I just still think it does to this day. So now yours. Mine would be Jack Torrance here. Ah, nice. Nice. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, again, at this point, we're, I mean, you know, it's like, oh, this one's at one and this one, like, these are, these are all kind of like, are all great 1A, 1B, 1C. And, and some of these are also some of the greatest performances on the face of the planet. It's not like, you know, like. Playing crazy is not easy. That's true. But all these guys did it perfectly, I think. I think completely perfectly on that one. And um, I'm down to my final two. I think you're. I might have kind of jumped you a little bit. Cause I was you may have. You may have. No, yeah, because you you no you got you got a uh, you got three more. I thought. Oh wait, no, because you did Katie and Bateman together. Okay, yeah. so yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Torrance at four for me. And go ahead and say your number three. As I'll well. go ahead and say my number three. My number three. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'll go with Bateman because again. <laughs> Patrick Bateman, I mean, it's it's that that off-white coloring. That My off-white God, coloring. it has a watermark. <laughs> I mean, it's insane. He's hip to be square after all. He, it is. It is. <laughs> I mean, it's it's hilarious, and it's a great run by Christian Bale. And again, Jack Torrance is. I mean, Jack Nicholson is the best of the best. We, you said De Niro's the best act. I mean, De Niro and Jack Nicholson are the two best actors of the 20th century, in my eyes. I think so. Yeah. Really, I mean, they just knocked everything out of the park. Who's better at playing crazy? Nicholson. He 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 gives off a more. Then again, it, it. I will say it depends on your on what you think crazy is. That this is something I should have mentioned earlier. Really, the crazy depends on because like some people think the crazy is the Jack Nicholson, Wendy, darling, like the the very high powered, you know, put into an eleven, and then the, a lot of the reality crazy is Travis. Which is what makes that movie, you know, very much a commentary on stuff and not so much, you know, The Shining, which is just, you know, put it to an 11 and just, which is what makes the performance so good, but is it as realistic as others? And both of them, De Niro and um, Nicholson, have both played characters with mental illnesses. Nicholson was as good as it gets. He played someone with severe OCD. Really? Really good in that. You remember that? I've never seen the movie. It's really good. Also has, I can't remember his name, I'm not going to try it. And then the awakening is Robert De Niro, where he has the degenerative. Uh, yeah, I was about to say not not a mental illness, more so a uh, I mean, disorder. Yeah, 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 but still, that's true. That the playing characters with and it, it is the awakening is a great, great movie, great performance Has by Robin Williams. It does, it does. Um, but anyway, so now we're down to our top two. Davis, take it away. My number two is John Doe. Wow. Yep. I I I'm gonna flip it on you. You're actually. probably gonna be kind of. Yeah, I know if people are gonna listen, it's like the Jokers are at the bottom. It's just they're not as like 
interesting to me personally. That's fair. That's fair. I'm, I'm going to go reverse. I'm going to say Hannibal Lecter at my two, which means that my number one is John Doe and your number one is... Hannibal Lecter. Which, again, these are the two best performances on this list, in my opinion. Kevin Spacey and Anthony Hopkins knock it hey, out Banks of the Hey, Banks Caddy's kind of getting okay, up. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm kidding, well, I'm kidding. By the way... Did Kevin Spacey not get nominated for an Oscar for Seven? I think he did. I think he won something for Seven. I didn't think he did. Wow. No, no he only got best film editing. No Oscar nomination for that. Are you Are you kidding me? That's unbelievable. That is unbelievable. I know he got something. He was. I'm gonna see if he's. I don't been... think he won anything. Ever. He's won two Oscars. I'm talking about for that movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't see any nominations for it. Wow, that is... Oh, he won the Broadcast Film Critics Best Supporting Actor. Okay, but he should have won, just so we're clear, he should have won the Oscar for that film. I mean, come on. That is such a good performance by Kevin Spacey. Best Supporting Actress, Gwyneth Paltrow got nominated, but Kevin Spacey did not not get nominated in the 2020 awards. 2020? Yeah, 20 slash 20, like 2020. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Best actor went to Morgan Freeman. Best supporting actress went to Gwyneth Paltrow. Nominees, they got nominated. I mean, I mean, this movie got nominated for best action adventure film from the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films. That's not how I would have described. It's like, hey, you guys want to watch this great action, action adventure? adventure? It's like Uncharted on screen. <laughs> oh my goodness! But um, this is the new Indiana Jones. <laughs> Is that is that actually what they're? I mean, yeah. Most desirable male from the MTV award. Guess who won? Who? Brad Pitt. Oh, okay. You, you had me. <laughs> you like, you had me. You best had villain, me. Best villain. He won. Kevin I Spacey. mean, yeah, without question. But again, I mean, Anthony Hopkins, Kevin Spacey. These are two of the best ever to do it. Two of the best performances ever. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, can't say enough about it. Watch the movies. If you haven't seen them, watch them. If you have seen them, watch them again because they're worth it. They are. They really are some great performances. But again, I mean. We, you know, to fit in the speaking scene, we broke down some of the scariest psychopaths in the history of cinema. I think we picked some great ones, Davis. I think we had a great selection and had a lot of great movies that I'd recommend all of you tuning in to, lit, to watch. And, Davis, anything else before we uh, take it home? No. no. Not really. No, okay, well. Unless you want to um, do some more impressions. I, I'm afraid of what those would sound like. I couldn't think of any. Exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, Davis Carroll once again carrying the show on his back. They're not, they're not that good. No, they are not, Davis. No, they are not. Your your Tom Cruise one is pretty good. Thank you. We, we you said my Nicolas Cage one was decent. It was <laughs> my my Max Caddy one's not bad. It's just a southern accent. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a it's just a railer. <laughs> and uh, on that note, that'll do. We thank you all for listening to the Through the Lens Movie Podcast, brought to you by Weagle FM and Weagle ninety one point one. And we will see you all. Ne- <clears throat> excuse me. We will see you all next time. And hey, if you got any great movie suggestions, any movies you want us to watch, movies you want us to talk about, by all means, let us know. We will talk about them in the next episode. But movies until you then, want us to make movies they want us to make. Uh, I don't know about that one, but hey, if you want us to make something, suggest it anyway. And we will see you next time. Once again, thank you for joining us.